As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, hello, everyone. It's Crypto Granny here. Susie. The date is the 2nd of July, 2021. And it's 17.15 Amsterdam, the Netherlands time. I have to say, guys and girls, I feel a lot better today. I was so tired yesterday. Seriously. Um, this market's just been exhausting. Seriously. It's driven me crazy. It's, um, you know, just sort of going down 1% every day and it's just frustrating, I have to say, really. Uh, but look, I don't think there's a lot of mar market plays in at the moment. You can see by volumes, you can see by liquidity, you can see by positioning. And uh, I think this month's going to be very interesting. I do think this month is going to be more bullish than last month. And I, look, there's a lot of doomsayers out there, right? Now, they all come out after the fact, you know, and say, oh, Bitcoin's going to go down to 24,000, 12,000. Why didn't they come out on the 19th with that shit, you know? Why didn't they say it then? Uh, sorry for saying that word, but, you know, I mean, you always get this in markets, right? You never have the economists or anyone saying, sell on the 12th like I did. They all come out after the fact and then, you know, go even more negative on the market, just like the regulators that are harassing the Nats at the moment. Seriously, they all join the same suite. You know, it's like feed income. It's like everyone follows the leader and no one can make up their own mind. It's just a joke, people. That's all I can say. Feed income, it's a joke. Anyway, uh, let's go into the data and everything. Market cap today is 1.386 trillion. Volume is down, 45.928 bill. Normally it's around 80 bill. For really bullish markets but we've seen it under this 50 billion level for a while liquidity is down at four uh billion normally that's about four and a half billion uh bitcoin dominance is 45.32 percent and that's doing nothing either very very frustrating if we go to tether real volume was 11.68 bill bitcoin five bill ethereum just over four bill binance us 2.4 usdc coin 961 ada 619 dodge 577 mil Binance itself, 538, and XRP, 452, okay? So um, now let's just go and, and talk about just some of the um, news today. There isn't a lot of news today, but we'll go through that and just some of my observations as well, and then we'll talk about the fiat market as well, people. So um, 
you know, the world's leading economies have agreed to, agreed to force multi -com multinational companies to pay a global minimum corporate tax rate of at least 15%. And they're in talks about this as we speak. And, uh, you know, there was a meeting also in Paris about this. Now, Robin Hood intends to IPO and their prospectus is due, and I think it's already out. Now, interesting about Robin Hood, right? They're quite a big uh, a conglomerate, really, when you think about it. And if you look at the prospectus, they had $88 billion in crypto trading. 34% uh, of that revenue that was made by Robin Hood was off Dogecoin, um, you know, Dogecoin, Elon, Elon Musk, from trading. And they have 9.5 million clients and 12 billion uh, in crypto on custody, which is interesting. Now, they have 9.5 million clients. That's more than Kraken, which has 7.5 million, and more than Qcoin, which has 7 million. So that's very interesting, people. Definitely. And it's going to be interesting to see how the equity market prices Robin Hood. As you know, Coinbase was priced, you know, uh, initially for the fund managers at 225 and for the retail clients at 275 And I think it's still trading under that level on the NASDAQ at the moment, okay? If I have a look at my, uh, you know, my pricing and trading view, Coin is uh, at 243 at the moment. So it's still under the 275 for the retail investors, which is unfortunate. They're still under the water with the uh, coin share. Now, if Binance lists, it's going to be a hell of a lot higher than that. And that's why I love Binance so much, okay? Absolutely. Now, Russia announced the trial of digital ruble, and they're doing it through uh, 12 banks, which is going to be very interesting. We know the Chinese are already doing it, and they're already using it for their train stations and transport. Nexo is going to be on Binance, uh, Bitfinex, which is great. It means you can buy it on Bitfinex. You can also buy it on Hubie as well. And also Solano is going on to Kraken. Also Wirex, uh, sorry, uh, Wazir X, which is an exchange in India, is owned by Binance. They're hired, they've hired TRM Labs to help detect fraud, which is a big thing. And we know all the regulators at the moment are looking at Binance for illegally setting up in their country. Why didn't they, you know, did they, why didn't they do this before, right? Binance has got now the Cayman Island on their back. They've got... Thailand on their back, they've got Germany on their back, the US. I mean, seriously, how do you build a business when you've got all these regulators on your back, fair income, and there's supposed to be no regulation of cryptocurrency? Get real here. These uh, regulators are all the friggin' same. Honestly, they're all the bloomin' same. Now, Grayscale is buying ADA, and apparently they're holding 4.26% of ADA, okay, in their holdings. And AIA is a fantastic story. We're invested in ADA. Apparently, it has more staking on its platform than Ethereum, okay? And it's also another competitor of Ethereum. And that's why I don't like Ethereum. Now, Grayscale is holding 67% of uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum 25%, Link 86%, Litecoin 99.99%, Link 0.86, I should say, and BCH 1.03, okay? Now, don't, don't forget BCH is changing its name, and what's it changing its name to? Something like E something or other. Ugh, can't remember now, but it is changing its name uh, to eCash. That's it, eCash. So just be ready for that. Uh, apparently, they're supposed to do it on the 1st of July, okay? Now, over 4,000 uh, German funds and institutions are now allowed to invest in Bitcoin and other cryptos, and it's going to be 20% of uh, 2 trillion, which is a lot. Uh, uh, what else we got? VeChain has got on another client, and it's the Republic of San Marino, uh, and they're going to use their technology to track COVID vaccines, 
uh, on their technology system, the network of VeChain, and to be able to issue eNFTs for that. Now, XRP versus SEC, where are we at with that? Now, the judge did rule in favour of Ripple, as you know, for the defendants uh, in their last motion for one of them from the SEC to come as a defendant for Ripple. And that person was Mr. Hinman. And they wanted testimony from Mr. Hinman to see how uh, XRP was made a security and Ethereum and Bitcoin were not made securities. And I think that's fair enough. Now, the SEC has two options here. They can either settle with uh, Ripple or they can just go with this uh, disposition, uh, whatever it's called, deposition, that Mr. Hinman has to come and act as uh, a a, a provider of information for Ripple, right? Now, um, Mr. Hinman, apparently there's a thing called in America, which you guys will know about, I don't know too much about, the Fifth Amendment, I think it is, where he can actually refuse to answer questions that Ripple asks, right? Uh, which could potentially harm him, uh, you know. And also, this fellow, Mr. Hinman, I think, is he's working for another fund we mentioned the other day. Now, you know, the thing is, he's got to be careful what he says because he doesn't want to be seen in the eyes of the law as being guilty for something, Mr. Hinman, right? So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here, right, whether this fellow says anything or not. Uh, the judge has said that, you know, obviously the Fifth Amendment can be uh, used but any negative inferences for Mr. Hinman answering questions will be withdrawn. Okay, so watch this space. I think this is going to get settled pretty soon. Otherwise, it's just going to go on and on and on, and that becomes a real joke, okay? Now, Ripple has invested in Mintable, and Mintable apparently is where Ripple themselves can now mint and create NFTs. So Ripple's also in the business of NFTs. They invested $13.5 million with Mintable, and this is a great story for Ripple. They are expanding all the time, and XRP is going to be a lot higher than where it is today, people, and I still haven't given up on XRP. I love it, and it's a great story, right? And with Flair coming up, it's even a bigger story, right? It's going to be absolutely magnificent. Now, Engine, which I love as well, raked in $20 million from the sale of Affinity Token within, 24, uh, within two hours, okay? And that was a great story for Engine, who are potentially building more and more and more, and they're very, very cheap. I had my clients buy some of Engine the other day, okay? Near a buck. It is just a no-brainer. Now, Skybridge has also applied to the SEC to launch an Ethereum ETF. Now, they're going to be waiting a long time because the ETF the SEC cannot make up their mind, right? They're just tardy. They've got, they just cannot make up a decision in a timely manner. They've got no idea, these people. That's all I can say. So Skybridge is going to be waiting for a long time because they keep putting it off and off and off. And there's a lot of people trying to apply for ETFs. Also, Polygon, which we love, uh, has uh, is basically also another competitor of Ethereum. And they've passed... This month and June, they've got more wallets than Ethereum in terms of activity. Ethereum over the month was down 17% and Polygram is uh, going higher and higher, right? Uh, Also, SoftBank, which is a Japanese uh, software giant called SoftBank, raises $200 for its subsidy, Mercado Exchange, which is in Brazil, uh, to, to expand that, okay? So those guys getting bigger and bigger into SoftBank. Uh, they're getting bigger and bigger into uh, crypto exchanges. Now, Coinbase lists Dodge, right? Now, Dodge was supposed to be an old Dodge, a dodgy, dodgy coin, which was supposed to be a joke, right? Now, why does Coinbase list 
dodge when it's supposed to when it's a joke of a coin with no clients it's got elon musk trying to push it up with whatever he says on twitter and yet xrp's got the all the goods fair income it is just a joke right i think coinbase has no idea as well brian armstrong the cfo of coinbase i don't like him much and uh seriously um you know, it's a joke that he, he's listed Dodge or Dodge before he's listed XRP, right? Now, today, Powerledger up 15%, Nexo up 13%, MFT up 12%. I got my clients to buy that as well. Uh, what else is happening here today? If you look at um, Bitcoin futures curve, um, July futures is 33,620. November is 33,930. Just slight upward curve, not much. If you look at Ethereum, July is 2110 and September 2153. And that's really important to know what those futures are if you're ever going to do anything in investments and uh, and trading, okay? You need to know that. That's for sure. Now, I put a, pot on, a put on and some of my clients did for our investment portfolio and trading portfolio to uh, basically hedge our downside risk. And my put is still worth about $4,765 and it's got a July maturity. Uh, and my strike is 36,000 Bitcoin, 36,000 strike. If it stays under that, I still make money. Uh, and my put, I bought, I purchased it for 3,900, okay? So when we look at the Bitcoin options positions today, we find that overall the market in Bitcoin option positions is short 58 million. And in Ethereum, the market is long 149 million. And that's why we look at the futures, the short positions of Ethereum, they're selling futures, and that doesn't surprise me because on the option side, they're actually long, okay? So if you look at Ethereum shorts, it's 125.325373 uh, uh, contracts and increasing. Bitcoin shorts have been reduced to 2,748, and XRP futures for short futures have also been reduced to 2.8 million from you know 44 million or something okay and that doesn't surprise me that they're selling more futures on ethereum because they're long on the option side and you need to be aware of that okay so volatilities are still extended we still find bitcoin's volatility for 30 days around 97 percent we find XRP's volatility is about 132%, ADIS is 121, ELGO 150, Binance 121, CRO 102%. Now, we'd like to see those volatilities move down, and they are moving down very, very slowly, okay? When I look at my trading systems today, I've got 341 bullish to 254 bearish. I do have breakouts on my models, T-Fuel, XDC, Oxt, Nexo, OXT, Lisk, Civic, VeChain, uh, Zill, Tron, uh, Celsius, and One, okay? And, you know, the, the technicals are starting to look a, a little bit better just, okay? So we need to be mindful of all that. We did buying on the 29th, and if this market goes down a bit more, we'll do a bit more buying, people. In small, and um, we'll just keep buying, adding to our position. If we look at the social media today, worldwide, they're looking at Unibright, Phantom, Smooth Love Potion, Shiba, Polygon, Compound, and Binance. When I look at uh, Lunar Lush, they're looking at Axie Infinity, Certic, uh, Zinfin, StormX, Cello, uh, Unicrypt, VeChain, Cardano, Leash, and Celsius, okay? So if we go to the fiat market, the equity market just keeps rising in the US, and it's nonsensical to me, and I have to tell you why, right? The VIX is at all-time lows, 14.6, which means there's no fear in this market whatsoever, 
The breath is declining in the US equity market. It's going up on very small volume. That's what I mean. When you look at other markets over the, in the world, the Italian market, the IBEX, the DAX, you know, which is a Spanish market, the German market and the Italian market are all going down. Asia's going down. China, Hong Kong, South Korea are all going down. The equity markets globally look negative and yet the US keeps going up and up and up, right? And there is no protection on the downside. Puts volume against uh, call volumes is only 1.08, which means there's barely any puts at all. And, you know, on the volume side, it's about 1.07. On the downside, these fund managers that are heavily invested in equities have no protection to the downside. The risks are growing in US equity markets. Every day, it continues to, to increase, okay? Every day, right? Now, you know, the US 10-year bond rates at 1.45, it just cannot stay there as far as I'm concerned. The US rate at the moment, sorry, the currency is 11.32 against the yen, and that's bad for equity markets, okay? That tells you risk should be off, not risk on. All the equity holders along the equities, they bought equities, which means they're taking risk on, not off, and yet the uh, the risks are rising dramatically, right? Dramatically. Now, non-farm farm payroll came out today. They're expecting 720,000. They got 850,000, but the employment rate went up, okay? And, and that's quite interesting, right? The un unemployment rate went up, and also, uh, um, also, if we look at that employment rate, it was 5.9% went up and they're expecting 5.6, right? So the economists got it wrong again, as they usually do, right? Uh, also, the average earnings, they say, went up year on year at 3.6, but I find that very hard to believe. When I look at other studies, earnings are going down for everyone, right? Average earnings or wages are going down for everyone, right? And I just don't believe those figures at all. I think they're not right. And I do believe that uh, wages are going down as we speak, right? You can see it also in US manufacturing payrolls. Then I've got 15,000, they're expecting 25,000. And last month it was 23. So 15,000 is a big move down. Uh, and, it, and factory orders are still at 1.7, right? Which is not much. Durable goods are only 0.3, which says that there's not much being uh, constructed in the US at all, right? So, you know, I don't believe the employment figures at all. I mean, unemployment is rising, and yet they're saying they added more to employment this month than last month. And I, I actually don't believe that. Not when you have uh, new claims every week, about 400,000, 500,000, okay? It just doesn't make sense, people, at all. Now, Mr. Trump is on the campaign trail. He had a campaign in Ohio, and he's got another three meetings this month, and I really do think Mr. Trump will come back to politics. Uh, I really do, and give Mr. President Biden a run for his money. So watch, watch that story very carefully. Also, if you look at interest rates, the yield curve is flattening which basically means uh, the yield curve's pricing is a slowdown of economic uh, growth. And that, in my mind, is completely wrong, okay? And it's not pricing anything for inflation, which is through the roof. So there are risks on all side here. Also, COVID is still rising in certain countries. The figures are going up and up and up. And, uh, you know, even Australia now is on lockdown again. And, you know, I just feel that, uh, you know, this price inflation is going to drive the yield curve, right, up. 
higher in yield. And if that happens, it's going to be very bad for the equity market, okay? And that's the risk I see here. I see cryptocurrencies markets being very, very cheap, uh, very cheap indeed. And we are buying cryptocurrency as this market moves down. Eventually, it will consolidate. And I do think we'll start another bull run. Anyway, guys and girls, that's me for today. And uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.